welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. So today's a special episode because it's just me and Jeremy. We aren't interviewing somebody else. We're just going to have an open discussion about racism. So before we do get started, I just want to say we're both nervous to do this because obviously as white people from privileged backgrounds, we really have no idea what it is like to be a black person, especially in America. So we're not history like professors, we're not experts, we're just going to have an open conversation and see where it takes us. We have a couple of things we want to talk about, but otherwise it's just going to be, like I said, an open conversation. So I'm going to pass on to Jeremy, who's going to maybe intro better than me a little bit. <laughs> so here you go, Jeremy. Um, thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, so yeah, today is, is a little bit special, we don't have any guests, um, and for once I have notes, which I never do. Uh, <laughs> Um, but it's just like the, the last two weeks we've been uh, reading a lot, watching a lot of videos, um, watching things on Netflix, um, listening, listening to people, learning, unlearning, uh, etc. And, and we took a few days to, to process everything and to, to try to understand as much as we can, what, what's going on, um, and 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 yeah, like the idea is just to talk about it, uh, just because I think eventually we're gonna have to talk about it, and what I mean, we we is like everyone. Um, um, so yeah, that's that's the point of this episode, a little bit different than usual, but I hope you still enjoy it, guys. Um, I just want you to start like Rosie said, started already, but like why. Uh, why this episode um and i actually listened to a few podcasts and, and uh, one of them uh explained it really well uh, i will link it in, in the show note because i forgot the name <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but the idea is well again it's an opinion uh, but everyone is involved in in, in what's going on right now uh, you know after the murder of george floyd um uh, it's not just uh, the black people protesting to to change things, and and they're not in this thing by themselves. Like it's it's as a society, especially in the United States, because it's, it's it's more applied to America, but it's probably global anyway, to be honest. Um, and and the way the the guy in the podcast put it was um, right now uh, the protests and and black people are basically pointing a finger at a problem, uh, pointing a finger at the system so we can understand what's going on. But if we really want to make a change and if we want things to change, uh, it's impacting everyone. Because at the end, uh, you like it or not, the system has been built by white, white people, for white people, and we are the problem in a way so we have to change like black people don't have to change anything they do um they, they just have to live their life and they have to stop being arrested they have to stop being harassed they have to stop being no. you know discriminated murder and everything uh, so we have to change and and so the change has to come from us and 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 that's gonna, that's going to start with conversation for us that's going to start with acknowledging the problem um, and, and, and talking about it and trying to find a solution um, and then make a change. So yeah, that, that's why I want to talk about it. I took a while to decide, like we had discussion with Rosie about should we do it or not, because we're not going to have 
we don't know what to say, we don't know what's the right thing to say, uh, but it's just share what we've been learning. Uh, but yeah, I think like it's it's it, everyone has to get involved. Um, it's not just some people against another, others or whatever. Uh, everyone is impacted, and, and so yeah, that's that's why uh, we wanted to record this episode. And something I want to point out that Jeremy just said. So when George Floyd was murdered, and I think the first week, everyone was saying that silence is violence. And by not speaking up, you're basically part of the problem and you're supporting what's going on. So it took me a good week to be able to write an Instagram post and talk about it. Um, but then I think after, like in the second week, so last week, so it's been two full weeks. So we're kind of at the start of week three, just so people know where we're at. Um, last week, I saw posts and Instagram stories of black women saying how triggered they were by white people suddenly having a voice on this opinion that they haven't cared about for 30 years, or, you know, I'm, I'm been around 30 years, I haven't really thought about it for 30 years, and how traumatic it was for them as black people, women was what I was watching, but black people in general, finding it so hard that now suddenly white people are interested in it because it's like an Instagram trend to post a black square and to talk about it. And it's, so for us, it puts me in a position where if you're silent, you're wrong, but then if you speak out, you're also wrong because you could potentially be upsetting people or triggering people or, I don't know, so it's just, it's just a weird space to be in as white people because I have no idea, absolutely no idea what it's like to be a black person. And it's hard to put myself in those shoes and to talk about this subject without first-hand knowledge. But I guess that's where this all comes, you know, it's, it's a good conversation to start. It's a good place to start, sorry, because obviously being white and having white privilege is something that I've heard about. And not being from the US as well. Yeah. Because I think that the problem in this country is different than what we know in, in, in Europe. So there's more complexity for us yeah. as well. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I some train of thought. <laughs> this happens by the way in the podcast I just forget what I'm saying no, what was I saying yeah. oh you were talking to me now it's gone alright it's going to come back um, what was I saying no, I, had, I had a good point well that why why we want to talk about it oh it's gone okay don't interrupt me again because once it's gone it's gone okay sorry about that guys uh, okay right <laughs> <laughs> um, no, white supremacy, that was it. So, yeah, so it's never really been an issue for us, and I've always heard about it, but I never realised how much it impacts us and our lives as white people. For example, we watched the 13th, and they were talking about how black areas of the neighbourhood are, like, not funded properly by schools and districts, and it's just... I don't know, I just, I just never realised how much white privilege affects my life and how much privilege I have as a white person. And I think that's been one of the biggest things for me is to recognise that, you know, just just by who your parents are, where you're born and who you're born to, can dramatic, dramatically, I always say that word, dramatically or whatever the word is, dramatically <laughs> impact your life in such a good or bad way just because of your skin colour. And I, like, I, I've just been so oblivious to that before because... It just never affected me, therefore it never affected me. Like, I never thought about it as an issue, which is so hard to say because it just feels so ignorant. But this is, I mean, this is why we're doing it, to be honest, and just to be open and talk about these things as, you know, white people, I guess. 
What's what's your take on white privilege? Um, yeah, I, I think that's the subject that took me the longest to actually get. Uh, at the beginning, I, I didn't get it because I feel like I don't feel privileged in 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 my own definition of privilege. Like I, I don't know, I associate privilege to like you know people with a lot of money who goes to I don't know. So that that's been hard to process in my head. It took me a while to to, the thing is to as understand. Well, you've got so much privilege because you're white, you're male, and you're straight. Yeah. So you have all three. Whereas if you were gay, black, and a woman, that's like the worst of you yeah, know, yeah, in terms yeah. of like privilege and discrimination. Yeah, in society right now, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, that, that's been the hardest thing and I had to read a lot about that to actually get it uh, and I might not fully get it to be honest, um, it's getting there, but yeah, that's been the, the most complicated subject we need to, to understand uh, that I'm extremely lucky <laughs> yeah. uh, to have been born in France in, 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 yeah, uh, in the environment I was born to. Um, but actually, talking about that, <laughs> you're a good transition. Uh, I wanted to start with backstory because it, what, what's interesting is that Rosie and I we have like a totally different background. We've been talking about it in in a few episodes here and there. Um, but basically, I I grew up uh, in a racist environment. Um, I, I'm I'm from I'm from France. Uh, I'm, from you're from a small town in France, yeah, not like Paris. No, <laughs> so I come from like yeah, the south of France, in a small town, like fifteen hundred people ish. Um, and and so in, in the village there is a lot of foreigners. Uh, I, I, <laughs> not many French to be honest in a way. So a lot of Spanish, Portuguese, because it's close to the border. A couple of English people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and and there is uh, also quite a strong um, African community, especially from like the Maghreb country, uh, Algeria, Morocco, yeah. Tunisia, um, well, because of the proximity and, and history between France and those countries. Um, but I, I grew up in a racist environment. Uh, I've been told, since I can remember, I don't come home with a colored girlfriend, uh, black. Arabic, whatever. And actually, it's not even just about the race, it was also about the religion. Like, uh, don't come back with, like, yeah, a, 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 Muslim. a Muslim or things like that. Uh, it was like, come back with a white woman. Uh, we're not religious, but she doesn't have to be. Uh, I'll be better, uh, kind of thing. Um, and, and, you know, as a kid, that was normal. Like, I, I was taking that for what's normal, because, well, you know, when your parents tell you something, you don't question everything at a young age. And especially when it's everyone around you, like the friends and, and, and family, because that's because it's like that in, in, in the village, right? A lot of people are like that. Um, and, and, and also, like, now I realize also how... Because now I've changed and, and, and I understand where that was coming from and what, where that's coming from, because my, my, my family or some friends over there or, or still the same, they didn't change. And, and, and I realized that the media has such a strong power over, over that. Like if you're 
not curious about you know like listening to people and, and, and looking for information and you just turn on the TV every day and watch the news like the equivalent of I don't know which one CNN I guess or whatever but in France and 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 all you hear is what the news tell you but you know you see what they tell you so you believe what they tell you and and they, they are pretty good at just showing you what they want uh, and you know when something is going on they're gonna they're gonna make sort of kind of people look bad or whatever. So as soon as you have something going going on in Paris and any protest, any riots, all they see is black people or Muslim people breaking shit. Uh, they don't they don't show anything else. Uh, every time in France or TV on TV when you see black people and and, and Muslim, because I think there is a massive uh, racist community against Muslim in France uh, more than black people, I would say. Um, it's they're always shown as either criminals or terrorists or shit like that. You never see like successful people or whatever. So that's such a massive impact on how people think. Uh, and it took me 22, 23 years to, to open my eyes a little bit because I went traveling and I met Rosie and she has a different background and, and I traveled and I met people of different race, color, religion, nationality, education, background, you name it, gender, sexuality. And I realized at the end, uh, you know, like everyone was right. <laughs> everyone was, uh, no one tried to kill me. Like I was fine with everyone. And then, and yeah, at the end, like it didn't matter uh, where people were coming from. Uh, I didn't have any hate against them uh, as I thought I should have, I guess. Um, so. So it took me a while, it took me like 22, 23 years, uh, and now 10 years later, uh, obviously my, 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 my opinion and my view is really different than it was at this time. Um, but yeah, like, it's, and it's interesting because Rosie came from like a different background. From a, yeah, well, um, before we talk about that, so I want to jump on what you said about media, because I feel like when we were kids, 20 years ago, there wasn't social media. That just wasn't a thing. Yeah, TV was like the main yeah. so, source of information. Yeah, if you were to get information, you watch the news. You kind of didn't have any other source of finding any information out. So in terms of, you know, the news will show you what they want you to see, which creates biases and creates the hate, I guess, between races and religions. Division. Yeah, because that's all that we were shown. But then I think that's what's different now, is that if you watch the news now, yes, you're going to see the black people breaking into Target. You're going to see the black people doing this, black people doing that, black people are awful. But then if you look at social media and you Google or you, know, you search BLM, Black Lives Matter or George Floyd or anything going on, you'll see the peaceful protests. You'll see the black people protecting police officers who have been separated from their group. You'll see black people protecting Target from white thugs. You will see, you know, you'll see dancing and singing, dancing in the street. Yeah, like having, you know, trying to be positive in such an awful time in history. So I think that's the difference as well with what happened 20, 30 years ago when we were growing up to now is that you can get you can get completely different information and you can get either what the news wants you to know or what you find on social media, whether it's good or bad. You see what's actually happening. Um, I think we should come back to that later when we talk about yeah. video and recordings and all the rest of it. But yeah, so I was brought up in the north of England, which um, I think my first primary school was in the village and it was a bit like Jeremy, all white, all middle class, all just the same people. Um, and then we moved to a bigger city and I went to a primary school, which was um, kind of the 
mixed school of the area. So we had um, Sikh kids, Indian kids, um, Muslims, black people, white people, Chinese people, like everything kind of all in together. Even though obviously white people were still the majority, there was a lot of differences in there. Um, my high school was mostly white because um, it was an awful high school. I've talked about this in my interview if you want to go and listen to that. <laughs> but um, my, my high school, I think in my year, maybe there was two black kids or maybe mixed race, half black, half white. Um, but my parents brought me up very open-minded and very, you know, everyone's equal, everyone's the same. It doesn't matter about the colour of your skin or your religion. You just need to talk to the person. And if you're friends with them, you're friends with them. If you're not, you're not. But it doesn't matter about what they look like. It's more about, you know, personality and what's inside. But then in saying that, I still, so like I said, at school there wasn't particularly black people, um, and then also at university I don't think I had black friends either, and that wasn't like I'm avoiding black people, it was just that they didn't happen to be within my circle, and I just didn't really mix with them. Um, and then obviously, yeah, with Jeremy, I'm travelling and kind of, but I feel like now is the first time I would say I've got black friends. But then, so yeah, that's what I was going to say. So. This is something that I've also realised, so my whole life I've been, I'm not racist, I'm one of the good people, I see people as they are, like, you know, if someone's black, I, yeah, I see, obviously I see they're black, I have eyes, but I don't see that as, you're black, therefore you are X, or you're Muslim, therefore you, you must do this or do that, like, I'm very kind of open-minded in that sense, but something I've learned this week is that that isn't okay either, like, What's better, rather than saying I'm colourblind, is to say I see that you're black and I, I'm sorry for everything you've gone through and to acknowledge it, because I think for me I was kind of like, had my blinkers on like, I don't see anything, I just see you as a person, which yes that's nice and all well and good, but actually I think what's, what I've learned this week, what I've read at least, is that rather than having that approach, it should be you are black and I am so sorry for everything that's happened, I understand your oppression, I understand your you know, everything your history has gone through. You bring a level of compassion, I guess. Yeah, but it's like, it's kind of, it's just different, it's just different. It's it's kind of opened my, opened my eyes a little bit more as to, rather than, I don't see people as colour, you should see them as colour, you should acknowledge that as, I see you, I am with you, like, I stand with you and I'm sorry and I hope to change things. So that's been a big eye for me as well, because I thought I was doing good and, there's different things that like I felt like I was doing well, but then I obviously wasn't doing good enough, and which is why I'm having this conversation. There are so many ways that everybody can change and improve and grow and help the community, like help black people because their lives matter. Like this is a huge topic, and I can't even believe that we're talking about it and it's still a problem. But then even saying that I've seen as an issue because if you know if you I've seen people on Instagram saying, if you still think why is this happening in 2020, you have privilege, like you haven't seen it happening. Well, yeah, I, I admit that I haven't seen it happening. And I think the George Floyd brutal murder just shocked the whole world and it opened our eyes, everyone. Like you just, you couldn't, you couldn't not be see that. You couldn't not be. Like, you know what shocked me? Like, I think, uh, again, like we've been in the US for only like two years and a bit. Um, so before that, to be honest, like I've, I've heard about the police brutality, the, the, the multiple <coughs> murders, uh, but it was really far uh, in a way that I, I didn't know any, any American probably before I think coming here. Uh, and, and I was relying on, on the news and stuff like that. So I've never 
try to understand or, or anything. I was just like hearing about it and, and, and but you know, like without. Um, and I've, what the main difference for me is that every time you see these things happening in the news, quite often I feel they justify it by, you know, uh, the bullshit like self-defense or like, oh, I was scared that night, you know, I thought he had a gun, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, I feel I've heard this story quite often, like the, it's, they usually justify it with fear. Mm. It's like, I did that because I scared for my life kind of thing. When, like I've watched the video of the, the, the murder of uh, George Floyd and I watched the whole thing, like the nine, ten minutes when he's like, I can't breathe and etc. And that was the whole, there was no fear. Like, he was not a threat to them. Like he was on the floor with three people on his back. Like he was not a threat for no one. Like that's like a, how you say in English, like a cold blood, cold blood murder, literally like that. The guy who was kneeling on his neck and the guy who was kneeling on his back and the third one was holding his legs or whatever, like, they didn't fear for their lives, they fucking enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and that's what like, I found like so fucked up in this one. I was like, fuck, now that's, a, that's like weird, like, yeah, whatever the adjective, but that's the main difference. Uh, Disturbing. From me, like yeah, it's so disturbing to see that it was literally like called bloody murder. Like it wasn't just like let's arrest him and get him into the car. It was like no, we're gonna lose Netflix. Yeah, and you know, like any fight, but like no, like all this bullshit about the fear, the self-defense. No, 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 that's a like, cold bloody murder. You just when you look at the guy, it's like he's actually fucking enjoying the situation. That's what like actually just yeah, is fucked up in this one. Uh, and 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 I guess that's why maybe the. The, the impact on, on the protagonist seems maybe bigger because you can't bullshit about Sophia this time or anything like that. Yeah, the thing is as well, because it was filmed on a phone, there's no escaping it. Like, I know with, you know, I, I mean, it's hard for us to say, like we said, we've been here for two and a half years, so we don't know the whole of all the murders that have happened, but I guess a lot of the time it's like, oh, well, they they were going to pull a gun out, so we shot them. Yeah, well, there's oh, three against themselves. Yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah. Whereas with this, like, <laughs> There's nothing to say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the image speaks for itself. Like that's it. It's not in interpretation. It's, it's, yeah. It is what it is, and we've seen it. And um, I think yeah. as well. Just I think <sighs> few things that there's few things I think why that one in particular sparked outrage. It was the amount of time that he was kneeling on his neck. It was him crying out for his mother. It was him saying he can't breathe. It was the fact that it was filmed in broad daylight. I must be trying to thought again. This happens, I'm so sorry. What was I going to say? <laughs> okay, let's move on then. <laughs> Come back to it when it comes back. Give me a second. What um, was I going to say? Yeah, I need to feel the Guys, my brain is just like... <laughs> um, I, get, I get out of something, I start talking, and then it goes, this is just my brain for you, I'm so sorry. Um... All right. Well, the next Moving thing on. <laughs> I wanted to talk about was uh, uh, like quite often I've heard about like we need to fix the system. The system is broken, uh, and I've read about that, and 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 we watched a few things on TV. And actually, you know what? The system is working absolutely fine. The system was be was built this way. Yeah. It's not broken. 
is it was designed by white people uh, who at the time had black slaves. So they built a system for them and 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 for hundreds of years, like the, the system has been built this way by white people. So no, the system is not broken. It's been built this way, and 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 in a way, it's working as it was supposed to be working. It's and, brilliant. Yeah, and too, too like it's too, too good. Well, so yeah. so there's nothing broken. Uh, you need to tear it down and rebuild it. You don't have anything to fix. Um, that's yeah. That that's something, and and that's why also like I feel like. It's 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 gonna be hard um, because it's not just like a couple of people in the system, a couple of politicians. I mean, it's not just by changing Trump. Like he's a, what it is, but just changing him is not gonna solve the issue. Like it's it's so deep. Uh, it's ingrained in the society. Like it's just it's, it's in the roots in the country. Yeah. Um, so there is a lot to to break down and, and destroy before you're gonna have to, to rebuild. Like the whole foundation has been built around, you know, like. Savory and 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 white domination and everything. Uh, so, yeah, it is way more complicated than it looks like to actually f fix the problem. Um, and many change can be done right now, but yeah, it's 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 going to take a lot of work um, for sure. Um, and like a, a few things, I, I I I wrote down and I read about. Um, well, what I, what I think is that um, I think I mean it, it's it's got to start with a change in the police, and we've been seeing that the last few days actually. Uh, Minneapolis wants to um, dismantle. Or defund or something. Or well, that's another thing. But yeah, they want to dismantle the police and and, and kind of build something else from scratch. We're talking about uh, yeah, like cutting the the budget and and allocating the the resources to like. Community, social, education, uh, rather than police. Uh, so that that that's a good start. Um, what I personally feel, uh, you know, we I've read many times like all policemen are not bad. Uh, it's it's a few of them, whatever. Yeah, I I think it's true. But at the same time, I don't hear all the good ones. Talking too much. Like I've I've read a few interviews, uh, but not that many. Like if you know, if it was like I don't know, I'm gonna throw a random number. Like five percent of bad cops and ninety-five of good cops. Like you, you should see this ninety-five percent protesting against the fucking bad one, asking them to get fucking fired. But no, instead, this week uh, an old guy, seventy-five years old, was pushed by two policemen, yeah. and the entire Team, 50 people said like if they are fired we're quitting what the fuck like <laughs> no like th they should not support that they should all speak up and say like what the fuck is going on like arrest this guy put them in jail but no like so the good yes there are good ones I'm pretty sure about that like there have been some like let's put some positives then there have been some good cops who have been like protesting they've been kneeling they've been praying they've been yeah no, I've seen a few interviews as well yeah. but not enough no. like I feel it's not enough like all the the police and and the politics that say they are good speak up like show support like don't choose your side because like you're a team bullshit like you you're supporting 
the, the act if you do that. So I, I yeah, that that's something that kind of drives me nuts a little bit. Um, that was such an awful video as well. Like the poor man, like he was just standing there. If you haven't seen it, they came over, shoved him really hard. He fell backwards, cracked his head on the floor. I think he was bleeding out of his head, and they just walked straight past him. And about fifteen men walked straight past him until eventually some people did help him. I think he's I don't think he's out of hospital, but he was definitely in hospital for a while. And I mean, it's just outrageous. Now I've actually seen other videos of old men being shoved over and just yeah, yeah, like many times, yeah, just like be a fucking human being. Like, <laughs> yeah. Speaking just... of that, though, that's something that I've seen as well this week. I mean, like I said, you hear about police brutality, but it's only since George, George Floyd two weeks ago that you see so much of it on Instagram. So much violence. So, like, a pregnant woman was shot in the belly with a rubber bullet and was bleeding, and I don't know what happened to her, but I really hope she's okay and her baby's okay. Like, being sprayed with tear gas, which isn't that an illegal, like, it's not even used in wars, and that's been used against people, like, bullets and batons, and it's just been sickening, absolutely sickening, like, if I watch that before bed, I have nightmares, just because it's so disgusting how the police are dealing with this, they should be standing with the protesters, standing against everything that's happening, they should be for Black Lives Matter, they should not be fighting and making the situation worse and killing more people. There was an old, there was a guy who was 50 something, 56 maybe, in Louisville, Kentucky. He was delivering food to the protesters. He got shot and killed. Yeah. Like, he's there helping people. I think he even fed the homeless, he fed the police. He was like a real person of society. I can't remember his name, I'm so sorry, but we'll leave everything down below probably in the description box, any information. But like, this should be a time where Everyone comes together and fights this together. It shouldn't be police versus the world. It shouldn't be people that are Black Lives Matter versus people who aren't. It just should be like, it's just, it's, it's just, I don't know, astonishing, honestly. It's just been so eye-opening to see how disgusting the police have been and how they've dealt with it. Like I said, there have been a good few that have been good. And the politics as well. I mean, but same, like, we, don't, we don't hear the politics, I think, enough. Uh, you hear them, but not enough. And, and, and yeah, they hide behind the, the uniform or the, or the political thing that they have to behave this way or whatever. Bullshit, I want to go and I speak up, have some bold and, and, mm. and, and, and just, you know, speak your, speak your truth. Uh, also, like, like in here, I mean, that's really different than in Europe, this whole police brutality, obviously. I mean, like, I've never been scared of police in France, but here, like, when you see a policeman, like, you're scared. And I mean, I'm white. But, yeah, you're a white male. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they just scare you because you know, like carry gun and everything. It's just like the whole, the whole police is just crazy here. Yeah, like. <laughs> they have so much power. They know that if they were to murder somebody, they're not going to get caught. The only reason they've gone to jail and getting prosecuted and everything that's going on this time is because it was filmed and the whole world reacted. If that hadn't have been filmed, they would still be walking the streets. And even one of the guys, I think he's murdered a couple of other people. He's yeah, and even has been filmed before. And he's been done for <laughs> loads of different yeah. things. Remember, like 15, 20 different things he's done wrong in his past. He was still a police officer. He was still there, able to murder George Floyd. Yeah, like it's it's they know they have the power and they know they're not going to get They're protected by the system. Yeah, uh, like again, like I've seen a post on, on Instagram that was like a swipe thing, and then it was like the the, the number of police brutality and and the amount the number of policemen actually charged was something like point <coughs> not even one person it was ridiculous like and 97 or 90 whatever they just walked out like they're not even arrested or anything it's just like 
they, they can do what the fuck they want and they don't risk anything. Like, it's when, yeah, it's, yeah. I've seen as well videos where, you know, they pull over someone, get them out of the car, and they say, show me your ID. And then, but they obviously say, keep your hands up. It's like, well, if I get my ID, I have to put my hand in my pocket. And if you put your hand in your pocket, you get shot because they think you're going to pull a gun out. Like, they can trick people yeah. into. Well, they, they, use power, to, yeah, yeah. they use their power and confuse people so they don't know if they're meant to be getting an idea or keeping their hands up and then suddenly you've got another black person that's murdered for no reason at all apart from being black. Like, it's just outrageous. Um, and yeah, maybe to, to, to keep going into this subject about the, the, the power thing and to go back to the white privilege uh, and that helped me actually to, to understand it. It was the Amy Cooper Oh, video, uh, like the fact that, I mean, there is an altercation in the park, uh, you know, it, it, it could have ended up being nothing. And the fact that she threatened the guy to call the cops saying there is uh, an African-American threatening me when the guy was just saying, like, can you put the dog on a leash? Like, there's no, yeah, again, it's film, like. <laughs> so this he happened to be black, not the, you know. He was actually bird watching. You see, apparently he's, he's used to walk in Central Park and take photographs of, of birds. Uh, yeah. That's his hobby, for my friend. So this black man walked up to this woman. He recorded it because I think all black men everywhere. I mean, not that you should have to, but well, they, yeah, have they, to, now. they have to. They have to because otherwise you never know what's going to happen. But anyway, he recorded the conversation and he said to her very politely, "I'm sorry, your dog needs to be on the lead in this area." She started getting riled up. She was holding the dog by the collar, so the dog could barely breathe. Um, she was being very aggressive and being like, "Who's hey, the fuck you? I can't remember what she was saying. Exactly, yeah. but she was just being very aggressive, very argumentative, very in your face and being erratic. And he was just saying, "Look, I'm sorry, but you just need to have your dog on a lead." He was just being very respectful, very normal, very polite, very and, and yeah. he didn't raise his voice or anything. Yeah. And then she said, I don't, "I don't remember the word for it. I'm not watching it a couple of days, but basically, I'm going to call the cops on you." And he was like. Call the cops that I'm not doing anything wrong. She called the cops, and you can hear a recorder saying, I'm in Central Park, and there's a big black, big African American man yeah. threatening my life. Please, she, please come quick. Even before she ringed them, she's saying, I'm going to call the cops, and I'm going to tell them that there is an African American yeah. threatening me. So she, she knew basically that by calling the police and by saying, Hey, I'm white, there is a black guy talking to me. Yeah. She knew that if the police came around, they would be on her side and they would believe everything that she would say. Would she she was literally using her white privilege. That's a, that's, that was a great example. They would see a white woman and a black man. Scared. And it doesn't even matter. Even, right. if, even if they're both <laughs> yeah. equally equally yeah. calm or equally angry, they would see a white woman and a black man. They would automatically, automatically, without even thinking. Yeah, he would have been in jail. And arrest the black man and even if you know if he resisted arrest it could end in the shooting if he didn't it could have, it could have ended in like george floyd being strangled and murdered it could have been you know tasered it could have been any of the you know you don't know what could yeah. have happened just because she knows that she's got that power to say i'm a white woman and there was a black man threatening and they're gonna me. believe me they're gonna like, believe me that's so like, fucked yeah up. that was but that was really like i i i, I recommend every white to watch that because that's when you realize actually like that in a sense we use that for our own benefit like and, and that was an extreme case but i guess we 
this, this kind of equivalent thing happen more often than we probably know uh, unconsciously. Like, yeah, that was really eye opening. That was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, something else was it that I, I, I wrote down? You talk about that you you mentioned. Um, don't know if you have anything else to say, but yeah, it's about like being not racist versus being anti-racist. Yeah, so like I said before, I always thought that being non-racist was good and that that was the way you should be. You should be non-racist. People are people, doesn't matter what colour skin they have. And actually something I've learned is to be anti-racist and to actively go against people who are racist. And I feel like in the past, if I... I mean, I thought about this and I can't really think of any occasions where I've seen racist behaviour myself and actually sat there and witnessed it. I remember on the bus once and some guy was arguing with a bus driver and he called him a monkey and go back to Africa or something but I had my headphones in and I didn't hear it and then Jeremy looked shocked and everyone looked shocked and I was like wow what's going on and he said this just happened and I kind of like my heart pounded I got sweaty palms I was like that is awful that is so awful but because that I don't know if I don't know if I was using that as an excuse because I didn't hear it I didn't react but I was so tempted to be like what the fuck are you doing and I feel like I really wish I had done that because it's people like that that need white people to stand up for the driver and stand up against this guy because if he goes around doing that all day every day no one stops him it's going to carry on yeah so and, as, and, like and, the bus was full yeah. of mixed races it wasn't just white people it wasn't just black people it wasn't just anything it's like, Miami, so. Miami <laughs> is very very mixed so it was every single race there there was black people on the bus and nobody said anything and I just felt so angry and so enraged but, but I didn't say anything because I was scared. I was scared that he would, you know, it's like a 50 year old huge drunk yeah, man, like, you know, is he going to punch me in the face? Is he going to do, like, you're always worried. But, well, but imagine how worried the black driver is having him on your bus and you have to drive him around, you have to do what he says, like, not you have to do what he said, I mean, you have to just, just listen to it and just take it, like, it's just so awful. But anyway, so I've realised that you have to be anti-racist. So I'm gonna, at the end, I'm gonna talk about 10 different ways you can help. But in general, if you hear somebody saying something racist, please, please stand up. And I know it is scary. And it's gonna take a lot of courage for a lot of us to stand up and to say something and to stand against it and, you know, to show people that we're not standing for this anymore. It's not acceptable to, to, to outwardly say something as horrific as that. And even not, not even on a huge scale, even conversations in your home need to be had. You know, sharing things on Instagram. I'm going to go through everything at the end, so I don't want to go through that now. But, like, just being a black ally is about being anti-racist. It's not just enough to be non-racist. You really have to put in the effort to push forwards, to really try and educate everybody, yourself included, as to how you can be an ally and how you can help black people and move this forward basically so it's, it's just been so like obviously what happened was awful 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 but it has not i want to say but i mean it's gonna this is gonna sound wrong how i'm saying it, and i'm sorry i'm saying it but it has woken the world up to what is happening yeah. and it's awful that it had to happen in someone's life i'm so sorry that he was murdered and it, like i don't condone it in the slightest but what is amazing is how it wasn't ignored this time. I know it's been ignored for hundreds of years, and I'm sorry about that. Yeah, and it happened nothing. many times, and, and yeah. nothing changed. Nothing so has happened. Hopefully, this time, this time, maybe it's it's actually gonna make an impact, and then actually maybe 
something is going to fucking change eventually. It does feel like it, we're on the verge of change. It does feel like with all the protests, with everything that's going on with, you know, like you said about the Minnesota police. I don't, I don't know, to be honest. But because, I, I don't know. Uh, that, that's something I actually wonder. I would love to have feedback from American people about that. Because yeah. uh, I, I don't know, like, uh, a few years ago, I think in 2014, in Terrible, you remember the thing, but something happened and, and there are big riots in the US. Um, oh, I forgot the name. Um, something named by some. And no, but yeah, I, I wonder if what's happening right now is the reaction and, and the impact on the, on the media, on everyone, and, and actually on the, on the white people as well. Like, is it bigger than than before, or, or actually it's about the same? Um, this is bigger than before. You've never had the whole world. They said that there's been no, yeah. protests in every single state, which I don't think has ever happened. Oh yeah, it's the biggest. Yeah, protests. And also in like, I don't know, 30 whatever countries around the world, it's the biggest yeah, yeah. it's been. And I'm so glad that it's, it's happening and that people are, people like myself, honestly, I'm so glad that people like myself are opening our eyes to all the injustices that are happening every single day that I have no idea about. Obviously, as a white woman, why would I know? But I mean, I just didn't educate myself. I was ignorant, honestly. And it's, it's so hard to say that openly, and especially on a podcast where I don't know who's going to listen to it. But I was ignorant. and. It's time for us well, white yeah. people to not be ignorant anymore, to try and educate ourselves and educate other people and learn about what's going on and what has been going on and how we can push forward. Ignorant and is it oblivious to the world? Yeah. Like, it's the fact that because it doesn't impact me, I don't care. Because it doesn't impact me, I am not going to try to understand. Like that, that's, that's been... And it's not a conscious choice. It's not it's like, like I'm, I'm closing my, blind, like yeah. my eyes. It's just, it's, it's just how, how the, the brain processes the thing. I don't know. I, mean, I can't justify it, really, but like that's, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, well, about the protest, um, uh, again, like, I can talk a lot about the media in there. Like, I mean, it, it started with peaceful protests around the, the country, um, and after a few days, some people started to use the protest and, and to, to break into shops and whatever and then turn into riots and, and, and we had curfews in, in a few states, I think, in the US. Um, and again, like, my first reaction on that, like a lot of people, my first reaction was like, that is not the right way, like, this is gonna damage the cause, like this is gonna, like, there is something, like there is a fight to have right here, but breaking everything is, breaking into target, you know, it's not gonna fix anything. Uh, that was my first reaction. Uh, I, I remember saying it out loud, I was like, that, that's just gonna fuck it up. Uh, I remember saying something about, that's gonna make them, that's gonna make the protester lose the credibility. That was my first reaction. Um, and then I, I, I read and, I watched a lot of videos and I realized two things. It's first, the protests, most of them, and I would say probably more than 95% of them for what it looks like are actually peaceful. And the number of people rioting or a minority and they are not black as the media is trying to make us believe. They are dickheads, white people, 
quite often. You never know if it's true, but people say it's like white supremacist joining the thing to to have to blame the black people, or if that's true, or whatever. But I would not be surprised. Uh, but again, it doesn't matter the colors; they're just a minority. They're just people here to to take advantage of the thing. That's all. Like they, they probably don't actually care about what's going on. Uh, it's like so. Most of the protests are super peaceful. Uh, and again, the media is only showing what they want. So they show you all the brutality and everything. And 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 obviously that, that's influencing the reaction. Uh, and you know, like if you're not into it, if you're not looking for the information, if you just take what's coming to you, your reaction is gonna be like the one I had. It's gonna be like, this is a bad way to protest, blah, 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 and, and, and that's gonna create division. That's gonna be the people watching and the people protesting and, 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 and they're not gonna be allies. They're gonna see themselves as opponent and, and you're gonna create division and, and you know, like this about war, like create division and division and conquer kind of thing. Like that's, that's how they win. Um, and then, you know, like all you hear about is the riots. So after that, when you have Trump saying like, I'm gonna send the army, Everyone is thinking, well, yeah, that's normal because all they do is breaking things. So people believe that's a normal reaction when it's actually fucking fucked up because people just peacefully dancing, singing. They're all like, honestly, guys, like, if you didn't watch, spend time on Instagram, on social media, Facebook, whatever. Watch what's actually going on. Like, there are people dancing and, and singing and there are great protests. Like, it's not about breaking everything down at all, at all. That's just a minority what's actually happening. So don't believe all this bullshit. Uh, there's no need for the fucking army at all. Like, if you take the army, take the fucking White House and whatever. But like, not, not <laughs> the protest, honestly. Like, that's not where the problem is right now. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so when you said, um, that's not the way to protest. And I can, I don't know, I can't really remember if I thought that or not, maybe I did. Not, maybe not strongly. Um, but I listened to Born a Crime, what's his name? Trevor Noah. Yeah, yeah. He did an IGTV, I think it was, yeah. talking about what's going on. One of the best I've seen, yeah. Super. Yeah, it was a good one. It was long, but it was good. And he was saying, like, protests are meant to protest. Like, it's, it's the whole point. Like, you can't, you know, the point is to do something that's gonna get people's attention, to get people to react, if, you know, it's like a protest. He says it. there's no right, right way to protest. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, you can't tell people how to protest, how to express their feelings, how to protest 400 years of oppression. Like, it, they can do what the fuck they want because they have every single right to do that. Um, what was the only thing I was gonna say about that then? Something else he said. Uh, well, something else he said that I wrote down is that and anyway, to all the people, and actually that's a really good one. So if someone is telling you like that's not the right way, you can say last year, uh, some um, football players tried just to kneel, and that was peaceful. I think kneeling, that's all right. Like there's no violence there, and I was wrong as well. So tell me, what's the right way to protest? Is it by if kneeling is wrong, if walking in the street is wrong, and if Rioting is wrong. I mean, what, what what's left then? Just shut your mouth and that's basically what they're saying, right? The right way to protest is just to shut up. So, yeah, there's no right way. Uh, because it's a fucking protest. 
so yeah, like that was that's a great video actually, like um, really really interesting, and he was really right about all, all these things. Um, and I don't know that that made me thought about something, uh, you know, like to actually make a fucking change in the world. Like you need to, like I said, like the system has to be destroyed, tear down to actually build everything else. And you know, like back in history in France, France by protesting, we're pretty good at it. That's in our DNA. Uh, Don't say what you're going to say. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> like, you know, like, the French people are famous for what? Like, the French Revolution. Because they fucking protested, went to Paris, and chopped the head of the fucking king. And, he, and it took that to actually create the, you know, like, the, a massive change. So, you know, right now, Hundreds of years later, you know, saying that was the wrong way to protest. We're saying like that probably that was a good shit to do, you know. So, yeah, there's no right way to protest. Bullshit. <laughs> well, the other thing about the protests is that if you're more concerned about Target losing two thousand dollars than black people losing their lives, you yes. probably need to reassess your values a little bit. Like, if you're more angry that people are breaking shop windows, properties, yeah, that you know, Target, they're going, they're fine. You know, it's a huge, huge company. They're fine. If you're more concerned about Target losing a couple of TVs or whatever they stole than people losing their lives, you need to reassess what your priorities are. And that's what um, he said as well, is that, you know, people are angry at the looters. Well, police have been looting black lives for 400 years, however long it's been. Like, they used to hang people. I don't know a whole lot about history, but I know they used to hang people, and the same is happening now. It's not hangings in the you know in court you know in a, away, yeah it's not hanging in a big plaza with like two hundred people watching it's some guy kneeling on some guy's head because he's black like it's it's the same thing is happening just a different way and it's awful obviously but also like and and again that's the power of the media and because the media are run by politic lobby and everything is that they change the narrative uh, and I think it was a video from Kevin Hart. The comedian mm -hmm. um, that I've seen on Instagram, and you're saying like because everyone right now is talking about the protest and the riots, they're not talking about the cause. Mm -hmm. Why people are protesting? Because there was a fucking murder. Yeah. Right now, everyone is is saying the problem is the riots. The problem is the protest. No, no, no. Consequence of the first problem, yeah. which is police brutality and murder. So, but so gently, you know, switching the narrative, and at the end, all you're gonna be talking about is people protesting, people destroying properties and everything, and 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 eventually, they're gonna uh, brainwash a lot of people and make them believe, yeah, there is a problem in this country. There are people protesting. Well, no, the fuck, like the problem is the murder. It's not the protest. Like this is a consequence. It's not a cause. So, but. But that's political strategy. Like it's 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 it's, it's, it's a good one because it's probably working. So that's why. Like, but but to be optimistic and hopeful, the difference, like what they said, is right now we have social media. We didn't have that even ten years ago. That was just the beginning. Uh, is now. I mean, you don't rely on TV anymore for the news. So there are still people, like an older generation, especially relying on that, but most of the population, and especially the new generation, they don't rely on that, so they actually see what's going on. 
Yeah, I guess they haven't watched the news. Yeah, maybe yeah, we don't even have the TV or anything. So, uh, but there, there is such a big difference between the narrative of you know the the, the people and and the media, and 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 that's probably what could be the difference this time. Uh, it happened before; people protested before, but everything was killed by the media because they were changing the narrative, and at the end, people forgot what happened and they were just looking at the protest. But now. Every day you can have reminder, right? and 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 everyone you can educate and inform themselves about what's going on and everything, and and that's why this time, with, I mean nothing is different. This shit has been happening for years. The difference now we have cameras everywhere. We can document everything. Yeah. That's the main difference. Is that we can document and we can share massively. You can share something from the other, to the other side of the world in a second and impact. Thousands and millions of people, according to how many followers you have. So that's a difference. That was not possible before. Before, information was controlled by the media, which was controlled by the politics and everything. So the, the, the whole, again, the whole system is well designed. But now, uh, most of the information is controlled by the people. Yeah. Um, so it's harder to control it and to uh, censor it. So. So that's that's why this time there is yeah a chance that it's it's actually not gonna be forgotten in, in a week or two and it's actually gonna leave a trace in, in the history of this country mainly for a start but everywhere else. It's interesting they're talking about media. So I watched a video that was very very interesting and it was basically comparing how um, TV news talk differently about different races and it was specifically about riots so for example they had um, video footage of um, news presenters talking about a black riot not even a protest a riot and they were saying these thugs these animals they're vicious they're violent they're aggressive they're destroying they're dangerous you know all awful negative words and then they showed a video talking about, uh, it was a news presenter talking about white protesters this time, not rioters, protesters, because they had lost a sports game. And you know, it's the same images, they were breaking glass, they were climbing on cars, they were causing fights, causing a ruckus, you know, causing um, aggravation. It was the, the same kind of videos, just the first one was black and the second one was white. And this time it was all these kids, you know, they were a little bit excited and a little bit angry because their sports team lost. Oh no, what a shame, you know oh boys will be boys and they got to let out that aggression and you know it's very much soft behavior very forgiving very just different language and then what they did was they switched over the language and they had the white narrative over the black videos and the black narrative over the white videos and it kind of gave me goosebumps because i was thinking oh my god like when you watch the news about the white kids and the commentators like, oh, these kids, you know, they're just a bit upset and all, you know, causing a bit of trouble, but everything will be fine tomorrow, they'll get over it. But then as soon as you play of the black commentary over that video, it makes the story so much more hor like horrifying and so, so much scary. It's like these thugs, these animals, they're being aggressive and violent. And then when, once you have that, um, the words, what's the word, like the narration, I guess, over the top of different videos, it completely affects the way that you... Yeah. You yeah, exactly. understand it. Understand Music and TV and everything. Yeah, the, 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 the sound has a massive impact on what you see. Yeah. But it's so interesting that 
you know, if it's anything to do with black people, it's like all oh, these animals, thugs, they're dangerous, all these awful negative words. But then when it's white people, it's, oh, you know, they're angry, let them be angry. Yeah. And even Trump had, like, a, I don't want to get into Trump, but even he had, like, a similar comment about something that happened with white people. Oh, you know, we should help them, you know, feel sorry for them. Black people, no, they're animals and thugs. Yeah, like, it's, just, it's always the same. Like, when, when a white dude shoot a black guy, it's like, oh, yeah, it's self-defense. And, like, there's always an excuse. Yeah. Uh, there's always a way to justify it. And That's something we definitely and, need to change, is the narrative. Like, you just, like, the reporters need to report on actualities that are happening, not the way that they want you to feel biased towards it one way or another. Like it's and, and, and actually like if you if you actually think about it, it's even bigger than just like the media, the news and everything. Like when you watch movies, most of the time, like when you watch movies about black people, it's always like gangster and drug and, and crime related. Like and 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 or when you have a story about whatever is going on, like a good guy, bad guy situation, can be about anything. Like ninety nine percent of the time, the, the the good one is the white dude, and and and, and the criminal or the thug or the whatever is, is the black one. Uh, it's even in the movies and in in all the story that we tell and everything. So, and that's something this weekend I was reading about uh, children and 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 kids and. Um, one thing to mention about that though, I think things are changing and I watched somebody's IGTV and she mentioned this film that we watched recently, it's like Love, Love Birds and it's a Pakistani man and the oh, yeah. woman yeah. and she was saying it's so nice to see two minorities playing the lead of this yeah. um, film and it's not about their race, it's not about where he's from, it's not about where she's from, it's not about the colour of his skin, it's just they're the main characters and they're in love and that's okay and it's... Um, this actually leads on to something, well, no, we're not going there, but um, it's interesting that, like, that film is just about them as people and nothing to do with their race, whereas yeah. I think a lot of the time, well, okay, well, I'll go there. So she, she was also saying that with books and things, all white books are about race. It's just that because we're white, we don't see it about race, we just see it as a book. Whereas if somebody, like, born a crime, that's a book about race. Well, mm. then all white books, like, you know... Richard Branson book should be a book about race because he's talking about being a white person but that's to do with the white supremacy is that white people are everywhere hmm. and white point, white is best I'm sorry I'm doing air quotes you can't see me but because white is everywhere and white supremacy is everywhere if something is not talking about white then it's talking about race and I find that so interesting because you see that as well um with yeah so with books so if you know but also she said about podcasts so for example if there's white people like us <laughs> talking on a podcast it's for everyone because it's white whereas if there's black people talking on a podcast um automatically in your mind without realizing thing. you might think oh this content isn't meant for me it's meant for black people hmm. so it's interesting even with things that you never even realize like born of crime is a book about a guy but automatically that's in the race section because he's black whereas Richard Branson's book is not in the race section because he's white and he's just normal. Yeah, he's, he's the, yeah. you know, the... You put the same story, just switch it around and then yeah. it would be, yeah. But I find that super interesting as a way to find, I've never you seen know, that Yeah, the way to think about white supremacy is that it's there without you even realising. Yeah, because it's, it's in the culture, because, because, because again, because the, the system has been built yeah. by white people for white people. Well, I guess it's like when Obama became president and they did like a movie on Netflix uh, and... And you know, like 
you obviously when you watch the movie, you see a movie as the first black president of the United States, and it's a movie about race. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I think that's different because yeah. that was a huge deal to have a black president. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's it's branded this way. It's yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that's a good point. I have to think about it. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, like a white story. It's just a story, yeah. but a black story is a race story, and that's what white supremacy is, is that it's there without even realising, like, everything white is normal and it's just what it is, whereas anything not white is about race, whether that's books, podcasts, yeah. TV shows. Yeah, and probably shows. about it, and gender, and, and yeah. Yeah, that, probably, yeah, when you're yeah. going to play the same. So I, see, I found that super interesting this mm. week, that, like, it's haven't seen that, yeah. ingrained with us without even realising that it's there and without acknowledging it or without... You know, like that, like I wouldn't even think to fight that because I don't, like I literally was yeah, oblivious it. to it until yeah. it got pointed out to me and I was like, oh yeah, that's true that Border Crime is a black story, but then Richard Branson is just a story. Mm. Like it's, or any other biography, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on to what you were going to say. Um, <laughs> no, and, well, it's, it's actually a good point because like the, one of the way to change everything is, I mean, yeah, there is a system to change, there is, there are behaviours to change, like for people like us. Uh, and there's also like the, the future generations and, and I, I was reading this weekend about you know how you can talk to kids and, and children to to be better than we've been so far um, and having those kind of conversations is, uh, is, is not easy is totally super uncomfortable uh, it, it's stressful and uh, most people um, you know, like they just ignore things like that. Or we don't talk. You don't talk about race. You don't talk about colors when you're a kid. I remember having a conversation like that. Or probably told, don't don't get close. Don't be friends with them. Yeah, um, but like, you know, there's no explanation about why. Because you know, I guess as kids we question everything. Like I, I, I don't remember, but you know, like kids question everything. Like you don't understand anything. So. It's like, oh, this person is different. Like, why do you have? But at the same know, time, so, I think kids are so innocent that they don't. I don't know, at least for no, me. No, but they would have a question just, just yeah. like curiosity, just like, oh, you have blonde hair. Yeah. I don't, like, you have blue eyes, like, I blue eyes. So it's just like, they, they mm-hmm. question everything. But, but uh, the, the, the article was really interesting. It was saying that it's actually super important to have conversation with children because, uh, first, if you don't talk about it as, as parents or adults, um, before in a few or whatever, um, well, they're going to interpret, you know, like, they question the world, children. But if they see that there's no talk about this subject, they're gonna make the assumption that, okay, that's something you're not supposed to talk about. Mm. Uh, and and usually, most of the time, when you don't talk about something, it's because it's sensitive or because it's, you know, like you don't want to get there. Um, so they're gonna make assumption based on that, and that's gonna have an influence or their thoughts, their behavior, and the actions, and everything. Um, and also, that means they're gonna be... If you don't... I don't know what's the word for that. If you don't give them an education about race, for example, uh, I mean, they're still gonna have an education, but that means they're gonna get the education from something else. Yeah. So they're gonna get the education from what? From the TV, from no. games, you know, video games, for example, like from films, or what people say around, um, and well, you know, all the like we said, the media, like everything is, is biased. 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 So they might not get the right message, 
and that's gonna have an impact and the mind grew up racist and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's not comfortable, but actually having those conversations early on uh, is gonna have a huge impact later on how the, the, the kid is gonna be thinking and behaving and, and everything. Um, so yeah, it's super important to, to actually talk about it. I think as well, if you don't talk to children about like people's skin colour, for example, or religions or whatever it is, you know. Sexuality, But whenever they then come into contact with that person, they might be scared because they don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about that religion or that skin colour or their culture or their language or their background or anything. Like, you know, it kind of, because if you don't know about it, you kind of question it because you're not quite sure, you know, what's going on a little bit. And, and people are scared of what they don't know. Yeah. That, that's like human thing, like you, you're scared of what you don't know, so... Um, but yeah, and, and, and actually like, I, I'm, I'm looping back like to, to what I was saying at the beginning with the way I, I grew up. Um, like, the system has been built this way, but after like people, I, I think a lot of people are racist because they're ignorant. Mm -hmm. Like, because they just don't know, because they they only take the information that is given to them and, and they don't try to educate themselves, they don't travel, they don't see the world, they don't meet different people. You know, you stay in your own bubble, in your white bubble, in this case, and you don't see anything different than whatever. So, so you, like, hate is feeling the hate and everything. And, and I've been lucky to step out of this bubble and, and see the world and, and, and meet Rosie and meet other people. Uh, and actually to, to open my mind, my eyes and, and, and everything. So there is hope uh, and people can change, people can get it, um, but they need to be educated about it. Uh, it will be harder with some than others, for sure. Um, but it, it is possible. It's going to be hard work, uh, it will take time. Uh, I also do believe that it's a general generational thing uh, our generation is, is a little bit more open um, and and you know when but things we don't have to wait for the whole generation to die to solve the issue it's going to be changed now but obviously things should go better but that, that's too slow to actually have an impact but um, yeah I think we like ignorance is, is a massive issue uh, and if we can talk more and that's what we're doing now like we're not right, but just to talk about it, it's, it, it might help people to learn a little bit more information and that might, you know, get them curious and, and try to learn a bit more and, and, and they might change the mind and, and, you know, that can be the beginning of, of something for someone somewhere. I think as well, when we talk about education, it needs to happen at home, it needs to happen with parents, it needs to happen with families, it needs to happen at home, but I also believe it needs to happen at school. Because I know that when I was at school, whenever they talked about white people who went up over to America, we were explorers, I'm doing the air quotes, so we were explorers, and it was like, yeah, we conquered a quarter of the world's territory, we were amazing, look how good England was, yeah, we, you know, did all these things, but then we never learned that we were, you know, taking people off their land and killing the native people, yeah. Um, and of course, we learned a little bit about slavery, but I mean, it was kind of like we took slavery. That happened, we sorry. People, it, was like, no, it was like we took people from Africa and took them to America, so it's almost like an American problem. 
but it was the English who were doing it. And then I think we, I mean, I don't know a lot about history, I'm sorry, but then I think we also brought the slaves then back to England. And it's like, I never learned that in school. I learned a lot about the Tudors and the Romans and like, Henry VIII had like six wives and I could tell you how they all died, but then I have no idea about black history, which like, I think knowing about black history and black people today from what happened previously is more important than Henry VIII and his six wives. Like, <laughs> like I think education, I think there's, um, there's petitions online as well, you can probably find them if you want to Google them and find them, but there's petitions online to change the UK schooling system to teach kids today about actually what happened with the slaves and the black lives because we aren't taught that. So as English people, we're, you know, we think, oh, the problem's only in America, it doesn't happen here. Well, actually it started in the UK we just don't take any responsibility for it and I think that completely needs to change because if not that I was any good at school but if people that would were good at school had listened and learned that it would help them now navigate what's going on but because we were never taught that you know I, I didn't know a lot of the things that I've learned this week about things so you know education yes it needs to start at home but it also needs to happen at schools so if there's some sort of curriculum change you can do any, any um, petitions you can sign Try and do that as well. But again, why is that? And the, the, the educational system is being by is built by white people. Yeah. So they are just gonna say, tell stories that are saying. Make it sound amazing. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that. In a way, it's as bad. Oh, something! I want to share something. Um, I might get my facts wrong. <clears throat> we know we all know I'm good at that. But when um, when the slavery was abolished. Apparently, the UK was paying back slave owners for their loss of property. I'm doing air quotes again. Their loss of property being black people, and they set amount. I don't know, twenty million or billion or whatever it was, and they were paying people back up until 2015 for their loss of property from the UK taxpayers. So that means that most UK people have been paying people for their loss of black people property. Yeah. Up until 2015, five years ago. Yeah. No, 50, five years ago. I was like, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. also not a strong point. Five, until five years ago, the UK taxpayers were paying back people who lost property because they were black yeah. slave owners. That's, that's mental. I like, why <laughs> we didn't learn that in school? Well, no yeah. one knows that. People don't know that. That's the, thing. that's the amazing thing about social media as well, is that people can dig and find this information, create a little slideshow thing on Instagram, and then suddenly you've got a whole bunch of information that you would never knew, you would never know otherwise, because, because people don't tell you that, they don't want you to know that. Yeah. So, yeah, even though Instagram can be an issue, I do think it's an amazing source, especially now with things like this, when important information is coming up. Yeah. I think it's amazing to just, just search Black Lives Matter or George Floyd or BLM or something, and you'll find so many resources, so much information, and it's, it's amazing, honestly, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, um, I think we covered most of the thing we wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, I just one one last thing about the, the system is fucked up. Like, um, I'll f- we'll find a way to link like resources and stuff we've watched. But like, again, like when we say like the, the, it's really like in the roots <clears throat> of the system. Like in the documentary on Netflix, Thirteenth, uh, they talk about this association, Alec, like, how fucked up is that? Is the, the, this association, uh, the members are either uh, political people or um, 
corporation. Yeah, corporation, uh, corporate owner. And and the example they give is that you basically have the CEO of a prison company, because prison are private in the US, um, and you have the, the governors making the law. So they're basically best made, and they're creating the law together and, and, and the bills together. So yeah, the prison guy is going to say, yeah, you need to find a way to have people staying longer in jail and, and to bring more people in jail. Uh, and like the whole thing is just so fucked up. It's just a massive like mob like that we don't know. Like, there's so much we don't know yeah. going on like in the, in the back uh, that that's just revolting. Or people are like, running the country uh, and the world <laughs> probably that we have no clue. But that yeah, like it's deep. It's deep. Um, and there's so much we still don't have a clue probably. Which is why as well you think it's going to take a whole, like, it's not just going to take changing presidents to change. Like it, yeah, it that's takes, right, yeah. Like, who is it? So I think one of the corporations was the arm, arms, like the gun people, mm. the gun company, what's it? NAP? NRA. Something, yeah. you can tell they're not American. <laughs> oh, yeah, National Rifle Association. Yeah. So they're one of the companies and there was, I can't remember the other ones. I mean, there were no good company in there. There were all companies involved in yeah. Some shady things. <laughs> um, I watched the video actually. I, I don't know how. Although I mean, it must have been reliable. It was um, maybe ten cops, police, American police officers, and they were talking today. Well, I saw the video today. They were talking about how they have quotas to match, and they have to arrest a certain amount of people per I don't know per day or per yeah. week or something to fill the prisons. So if they haven't caught someone recently. They will go out and find someone to arrest, but that's someone homeless. Whether you know, but they were saying this was this was blah, blah, blah. this wasn't just white people, by the way. This wasn't just white cops. There was a couple of black people, a couple of white brown white people. Yeah. The black people not too white, but it was very it was very very mixed. Yeah. And they were saying that they target young kids for a start, like young black kids from the age of what easy target. Yeah, was it like fourteen to yeah. eighteen as an and easy target? People. Vulnerable people, and they have to target them to be able to get their quota of getting people in jail and it's just yeah the whole, the whole system and 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 again like there's one video as well that was really good on social this was about um you know how you have like the white kid and and, and the black kid oh, living yeah. in your neighborhood uh, but because schools are funded with from uh, with a tax uh, with tax property um and obviously like because in the us when you live in a white neighborhood uh, people have higher income, so there is more tax that are collected. So there are more tax and more money going back into the education system. When in black neighborhood, they are usually poor neighborhood. That means the education, well, the, the schools are getting like not teachers not as good as the other ones. Uh, so the, the whole system is fucked up, and, and, and nothing is done to help uh, black people in the US. Like, you, if you go to school, you're gonna you're not gonna get the best education because you live in a black neighborhood and because the money to pay for this education is coming from the tax property of poor people. Like, it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. Like so, because you go to a bad school, well, it's gonna be way harder for you to get like a, a good education. So that means it's gonna be harder to get a job that's gonna pay a lot. Well, so. Yeah. 
And so you, you're not gonna have a salary that's gonna be that high. That means you're not gonna be able to afford a house in a better neighborhood. So that means your kids are gonna go in the same kind of school and everything. So the, the, the whole system, again, uh, yeah, we, I mean, Jesus, the white people who build the whole thing, like it's, it's impressive, right? I saw um, a photo, again, on Instagram. All of our references at the moment from Instagram, but I believe it is. Yeah, Facebook or... But there was a, a black woman who, she lied on her son or daughter's, I think a son maybe. Oh, yeah. Son's school admission and said that they lived in a different area so that he could go to a better school. And I think she got like 20 years in prison because she wanted Something to get education yeah. for her kid. Like it's, Jeremy's going to try and find the... Yeah. I think it had like that compared to a white person who did something awful and got like two months probation or something stupid. Yeah, well, there's so many cases like that. Like for people who did the same uh, felony, and 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 you have the the white one going to jail for like maybe one year if he did, and, and you have the other one who's going. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. So it says um, Tanya McDowell. She was a homeless mother who. Um, lied about school district she lived in, so her six-year-old son could go to a better school. Oh, she was sentenced to five years in jail, not 20, sorry. Five years in jail. But then Felicity Hoffman... The actress. Oh, she... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't know who she is. It's with housewives. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know who that was. A millionaire. Okay. So she's a white woman. Um, she's, it says, a wealthy actress paid 15000 to cheat her daughter's way into a better college. It was last year, yeah. And she was sentenced to two weeks in jail. So for somebody wanting a better, two people both wanting better education for their kids. The black woman gets five years in jail. And for just putting a wrong address, basically. A fake address. Because she's homeless and she probably lives in a bad yeah. neighborhood. And the rich white woman pays 15,000. To bribe someone. To bribe someone <laughs> and she gets two weeks. Yeah, but she's an actress and she's white and yeah, yeah. that's how fucked up it is. Um, um, that that's all I've got personally. Uh, I just want to say something. I obviously we know that we, everyone knows about George Floyd, but I don't want to forget about Breonna Taylor as well, who was murdered by cops in her home as she was sleeping. I'm sure you've all heard it, but she, um, a group of men, I think it was three cops, came in, shot into their apartment. She was shot by eight bullets and died. And it was the wrong house. And it was the wrong house, and the person they were looking for was already detained in jail or prison. I don't know the difference. So I really hope that justice comes for her. I know you can never bring her back and justice will never be served because you can't bring her back. You know, it's never gonna it's never gonna make it equal. But I hope that this whole movement puts the cops that did that in jail and, you know, have them serve their time as well. Some sense to... of justice for the family. Yeah. yeah. And also Ahmad Aubrey as well. Obviously the guy who was shot by the two white supremacists. It's just it's scary to have these three within, I think, three or four months' time. Like, it was just so, you know, one after the other. And that's all we know, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. I'm, there might be more that we don't even yeah, know there's, about. Yeah, there's hundreds more, but these are, the just, ones, yeah. these are the most recent ones, the ones that made the headlines in particular. But, yeah. Anyway, on that, I just wanted to say their names, because I know that's a big thing as well. Say their name, know they were there, you know, try and find justice for them, and try and better ourselves, I guess. But before I leave, before we leave, I just want to point out 10 ways that you can help. So this is either with money or without money. You know, it's just for everyone. So option number one is to donate. If you can afford to give any money to the Black Lives Matter to bail out funds to help people that are being arrested at the protests, um, donate to charities that help black families, you know, 
food for America, these kind of things, like try and donate, try and give money because it does really help. Number two is petitions. This is a free option. So you can sign the, um, I can't remember the website for George Floyd. Change.org. Yeah, but there's also justiceforgeorgefloyd.com, I think is another one. There's lots of different petitions for lots of different black people and other petitions about everything to do with animals and the planet and everything. But in particular, please go and sign these petitions. It really does help. It really does try and move things forwards. The next thing is to talk. So again, this is a free one. Talk to family members. Talk to people who especially aren't on social media. Because I think the thing at the moment is that, you know, you, me, and probably people listening probably all have the same ideas and the same point of view. But the people we actually really need to speak to are people like your parents. I know that would be a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I have no but, idea how I'm going to do that, but yeah. But this is, this is how we move things forward. If we were to talk to your parents and even change a tiny, like, I never think we're going to change our mind, but even no, a tiny yeah, bit push them forward. Like, just at least to get mind. them to stop insulting. Being so openly racist would be Yeah, I just, I, yeah. But yeah, talk to people and just not stop just... using the word Negro, that would be a good start. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, yes, talk amongst, your friend, talk amongst your friends, talk to people who think the same way as you, but I think the main change is going to happen when you talk to people who disagree with you. That's where the change is going to happen. That's where people are going to, you know, start to think actually it's not okay to use this language, it's not okay to treat people this way, you know, like the gander bus. Talk to people and try and open their minds a little bit and try and, you know, sort the situation out within your circle. If everyone does that, that could be a huge change. The next one is to read books. Now, I am dyslexic. I've talk, I don't know if I've talked about this actually on the podcast, but I find it really hard to read. So it will take me ages to get through all the books that I want to go through. But there are so many books about white supremacy, about race, about white privilege, about black people in America, about, you know, all these different things. I think just have a look on Instagram if you're not sure. There's lots of different people. I'll probably link them as well in the show notes. You can also, um, in descriptions and things. Um, the next one is to follow black influencers, black photographers, black models, black comedians, whatever it is you're into, black sports stars, black whatever. For me personally, it's like fashion and beauty people and photographers. Follow them, support them, like their posts, comment on their posts. Like it might not seem like a lot, but it really just helps them in order to future their, in order to progress their future in terms of earning money as a creator. So if you interact with their content. And then they can say to brands, look, on this last post, I got this many comments and this many interactions. That means that they'll get paid more for their next paid promotion. So it's something free that you can do. Just try and find people that, really, not just for the sake of having black people, don't just do, don't just follow those black people for the sake of it. Find people who really inspire you, that are really in your lane of what you want to see. Go looking for that and go and support them. The next thing is Netflix and obviously Prime Video and all the different HBO, and HBO, things like that. So, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. There's lots of different things to watch. We've watched the Thirteenth. We've watched When They See Us. Um, I think we watched another one. I can't. Well, we watched one that I mean, we watched oh, yeah. it because we didn't know what it was, but it ended up being on the subject. Is uh, Freedom Writers. Freedom Writers. That was yeah. a good one as well. That uh, was really good. That was really nice. purpose, but... That was a really good way to kind of see that, see different people's perspective, I guess. Um, and bring people together. Yeah. So, but again, I mean, Google it, there's loads of different, yeah. even on Instagram now, there's posts where the first one well, says... Um, dear white people, yeah. it's many, I mean, that's easy to find. Yeah, but there are posts on Instagram saying like, find Netflix shows to watch now to, you know, whatever. So, watch TV shows, it's easy, it's, you know, you can do it in spare time, it's nothing that's going to cost you money particularly, unless you don't have Netflix, obviously. Next thing is to support small businesses. So, 
whether that's your local restaurant or bookstore or jewellery maker or photographer or anything. Any black small businesses, go and support them because you know the more that you can put money in their pocket, the more that they can grow and expand and get out of the situations that white people put them in. Um, protests, we haven't gone to the protests and honestly it's kind of a couple of factors. We don't have a car and Miami Beach has been closing the bridge between Miami and Miami, and Miami Beach so we're scared of getting stuck somewhere and not being able to come home. But honestly also the police scare the shit out of me. Everything I've seen online, I'm scared to go. That's my, that's my honest truth. Um, I should go, I know, but I'm scared of being blinded and I'm so proud of everyone who has gone and you know, essentially risked their lives because it is a dangerous place to be. The next thing is to share information. So like we're saying, we, we find a lot of information on Instagram at the moment. Um, I share a lot of my stories. If you want to follow me and Jeremy, we both share a lot on our stories. Um, but find find other information, find your own information and share that if you think it's relevant, if you think there's you know um, resources of people to follow, resources and books to read, resources on how you can support black people, all these different things, how to act as a white person as well around black people, how you can better yourself. There's lots and lots of information. So make sure to share that because you never know who's going to read it. And somebody might read it who it might change their perspective a little bit or a lot. And then you've done your piece even just by pressing share. So it's such an easy thing to do, but it really can help people. And the last thing is to vote. So I'm not going to talk about that a lot, but votes do matter. And yeah, that's 10 ways that you can help. So some of them obviously require a little bit of money. Some of them don't at all. Just do what you can. And I think as well, there kind of was a bit of shame behind people who were posting on social media and people who weren't. And are you involved and if you're silent then you're racist as well and I just think don't shame people like you never know what someone's doing behind the scenes and how they feel and what they're doing in their spare time like if you're if you're only reading books or if you're only watching Netflix series or if you're only voting or if you only do like anything you do is amazing and anything you do is probably more than what you were doing beforehand so that's progression so don't worry about being perfect and doing everything like it's you, you can't be perfect at doing everything. And not so. going to please everyone anyway. Yeah. I, I'm sure after this podcast, we're going to get some hate and, and shit stuff and maybe some people saying good stuff. But I mean, at the same time, you know, like you can't let the fear and the judgment stop you from doing anything. Otherwise, everyone's just going to shut up and then nothing is going to change. So that's not a solution either. Yeah, I think the main thing is just to do what you can, um, stand up when you can, and be there for the black community. Yeah, and just... Again, like the whole point is to be united in this whole thing. Uh, stop pointing fingers. Stop saying like I'm better than that. Stop shaming people. Like because that's what the politics and the media is trying to do: is to divide everyone to to uh, have you know people fighting against each other. Uh, but actually, like everyone has to go in the same direction, and that's that's how things will change quickly. Uh, It'll be easier this way. So yeah. And also, stop saying all lives matter. Of course, all lives matter. But oh, at yeah, the moment, <laughs> black lives matter. If there was two, if there was two houses next to each other, one was on fire, and the fire brigade came, and they tried to put that fire out, would you stand there and say, "All houses matter. Come and blow up. Come and put water on my house first. No, you wouldn't. You would say that house is more important at the moment because it's struggling. It needs help. Go and help that house. It's exactly the same for black lives. Black lives matter. They need it doesn't diminish or, anything. Or, it's not saying they matter more. It's just than right now. It's not about you. That's all. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not about us. Yeah. But it's also it's not black lives matter more. Yeah. It's just black lives matter. They're not asking for a whole lot. It's like they matter. Just want yeah. to live the life. Like 
we do yeah. <laughs> in a normal way as it should. Um, that said, I'm, I'm going to do my best to link as much stuff as possible in the description. Um, so yeah, we can share content and, and, and links and stuff like that. I'll do my best on that. Um, but yeah, that's it. Otherwise, um, thank you for listening, guy. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Uh, we open to discussion if you want to, you know, like DM us on Instagram or or leave us a review. I mean, whatever. We open to talk. We're not saying we write. Uh, I hope this is gonna. You know, help a little bit we've tried to be as open as possible and then yeah let, let's just talk uh, we we're here you know where to find us on instagram uh, that's probably the easiest way i'll put links as well so you can find us yeah thank you so much for listening it was a long one an hour and a half <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i think it, it you know it needed to be said and it's it's kind of nice to get off our chest as well because honestly i've been thinking about a lot of this for a while for the past two weeks of what to say and how i feel and what i've learned and so I hope this was a little bit informative. I hope it was um, useful. Yeah, it was our two cents. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, if you're offended, we're so sorry. We didn't mean any offence by anything we said. We're just trying our best. We're just we're just people. We're trying our best. <laughs> we're trying to talk about the situation. But anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we will speak to you soon. Yeah, and uh, yeah, tune in next week again for the next episode. Bye.